Hello and welcome back to the Brew Interviews. Did you know spaghetto, confetto, and graffito are the singular forms of the words spaghetti, confetti, and graffiti? Not really a funny joke, but at least you can walk away knowing that you learned something. I am Robbie, and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend, Lauren. It is episode 96, and this week we take a walk into an alternate universe, where up is down, black is white, and the fucking Berenstain Bears were a goddamn lie. This week on the Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode of The Brew Interviews is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, which you'll hear more about them later on for now. Lauren, how you doing? Well, Robbie, I'm I'm doing all right. I feel like I've been having an anxiety attack all day, so like trying to... Why? I don't know. That's the, the cruel mistress of anxiety is you don't always Are understand why... No. No, I'm 100% not, not, not at all. I haven't had human contact since I've seen you, so yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at in life. Probably why I have anxiety because I'm a social creature and like having to like quarantine all. Well, you got the creature part right. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Usually sticky. Well, also correct. Um, <clears throat> what about you, Robbie? How are you doing today or this week or whatever? Uh... <laughs> been pretty good it was really hot at the beginning of this week which i did not like at all no it was great like minor had like heat stroke yesterday i almost fucking lost my mind probably why i have anxiety today but that's okay that it was almost like 75 degrees and but thankfully it rained today so it's getting back down to 50s and below so i think that was the last hot snap we're gonna get opposite a cold snap i hope so i'm i can't my body like doesn't know how to handle the fact that it's like 80 degrees in like mid-november it's just like yeah. go back to canada where you belong like go back <laughs> what <laughs> well my grand my grandma is from canada she's canadian so like i'm built for cold weather you know oh it's saying you should go back yeah to yeah 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 my body oh. is like why are you in like such hot weather you did not right you now? did not infer that at i feel all like i these. inferred that <laughs> It sounded like you were telling the hot weather to go back to Canada oh, yeah. in November. No, no, I was, my body was, is telling me to go to Canada where it's, anyways, uh, what are you <laughs> drinking, Robbie, now that you're about to take a sip of it? I am drinking one of my favorite kinds of beer, a brown ale. Yum. It is called Burnside from Foundation Brewing. I was going to say, that looks like a foundation can. Uh, foundation is based out of Portland, Maine. It's 5.1% alcohol and it is tasty. I love brown ales. I like trying everybody's new brown ale because you don't see a lot of it. It's always IPAs, sours, hazies, that like stouts, weird stouts. Pilsner. I feel like Pilsners and lagers are... are... Pilsners, lagers, and brown ales you really don't see a whole lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My mom is also like a really big brown ale fan. Yeah. So I... I mean, I don't drink them very often, but I feel like every time I do drink them, I really enjoy them. I've never had a bad one so far. Even um, that company you don't like, North Northwoods. Northwood, yeah, I. Or no, 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 Granite Roots. Granite Roots, you don't like their beer, but their brown ale was good. Uh, I, you know, I, I really need to retry Granite Root because I haven't had their beer in many years. So like, I'm sure that they've, hopefully, they've grown. You know, like they're better now than they were like seven, eight years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Velvety Antlers is their brown ale if you want it. All right, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that one. Um. Beer Naked in Vermont. I don't remember where in Vermont they are, but they do a really good brown ale. Nice. Uh, yeah. I like, they, they like released, I was there like the day they released it or something like that. And it was. I am down fantastic. to try any brown ale. 
Lauren, are you drinking a brown ale today? Robbie, I am not drinking a brown ale today. Although I, I did almost drink a Pilsner, but then I decided that... I did too. <laughs> <laughs> really? That would have been really funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I am drinking a beer that I've had in my fridge for since like March. Uh, so I figured it's time to drink it. I am drinking Totemic uh, from a uh, table saison from Calusa Brewing in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, it's a rustic, refreshing, and restorative fodder fermented table saison crackles with dry appetizing. Whatever, it's fucking oaky and funky and uh, acidity. Acid- that's acidic. also. I think that's also in our fridge. I don't mm-hmm. think we drank that one yet. Yeah, I brought one back for you. Um, it's probably lost some of its funk. Yeah. By now, it kind of tastes metallic-y to me. So, like, I don't know if it's still. The other one you gave us kind of exploded when we opened it. So, and it's from the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think that this would have been a lot better fresh. Um, in fact, I think it was a lot better fresh. I remember like having it at the brewery or like having one yeah. when I bought it. Uh. It's still yep. fine. It's fine. I, I love Calusa, so I have nothing bad to say about them or any of the beer that they make. Yeah, good. Yeah. Speaking of beer and breweries, Lauren, I have a little bit of brew news for you. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I fucking knew that you were going to have brew news tonight. Why? Like, I felt it. I don't know, because we're like psychologically linked, Robbie. Like, I knew that you were going to have brew news tonight. God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Treehouse Brewing, which is a very popular and well-known brewing company in Massachusetts, is opening two additional locations. Where? Cape Cod and Deerfield. This is excellent news. This yes, is very, very good is. news. Because they've only ever had one location, I believe. Yeah. Or they like moved and then like closed their other location. Something. Because they used to be in like a they used to be in like a garage somewhere and like now they have like this fucking Ginormous. beautiful brewery. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the one in Deerfield? They they have they put up pictures of one of them. And it has like an atrium and like an indoor, like it, it looks so cool. It's going to be pretty awesome. Ugh. And it's nice because you always see pictures of Treehouse and they're always just packed. Yes. And like lines, especially right now during the pandemic, people waiting for to pick up beer. Oh, no. The line goes out on the highway and it's insane. Oh, I'm sure. Well, because I'm sure they're trying to keep a six foot different distance between everyone in line. Like, well, no, not they're not. I don't think you're allowed. To, are you allowed to stand in line? I don't even know because you, you just see cars lined up. Well, if you are allowed to stand in line, you should absolutely wear a mask and stay six feet away. Oh, I'm like, sure they. Oh yeah, it's Massachusetts. They definitely mandate yeah, all that Yeah, it's fucking raging. Right uh, according to Boston.com, a 100,000 square foot expansive Western Massachusetts location will have outdoor and indoor spaces, including an atrium complete with a sea of live plants and a flood of natural light. The oh. new brewery is expected to be open as an on-the-fly taproom by mid-winter 2021, and then as an on-site location in the summer of 2021. What does that mean? Uh, It'll be open in 2021. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I can't wait for the Cape one, because like, I go down to P-Town for Memorial Day. Yeah. I won't be going this next year, because the campground closed, but uh, next year. The next, next okay. year. 2022! Woohoo! That's going to be our, our year. Treehouse, treehouse drug smuggler. Yeah, I am. Yep. So, Lauren, what are we talking about today? Well, Robbie, uh, I think we mentioned in our last episode uh, the Mandala effect, and so we decided Mandela? to. What did I say? Mandala. That's the things that the monks make. Oh yeah, <laughs> the sand. <laughs> uh, that was cool. They came to our high school. Uh, mm-hmm. The man Mandala effect, right? That's Mandela. It's what Nelson did I Mandela. Say? Man- it's I like can't even fucking speak. Oh the my man- god, we are talking about the Mandela thank, thank effect you. today. 
What exactly is the Mandela Effect? I'm sure you've heard the term thrown around the internet a lot lately and probably heard it from, say, you know, some second tier, not so interesting podcast. But for those of you who are unaware, the Mandela Effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it actually did not. The main example and origin of the term is from the belief that Nelson Mandela was uh, not killed in prison. He, when he died in prison in the 80s, when in fact he only passed away recently, like in 2013. Yes. Correct. It is not saying Mandala. <laughs> no. Did you not know who it was named after? No, I did. I just like can't say like I don't know like I, in my head I'm saying it right, but I guess it's coming out of my Try mouth wrong. <laughs> Try it again. All right, Mandela. There you go. All right, there we go. I had to like really focus on that. That was that's sad. <laughs> um, I think I've like said this before on a podcast, uh, but like I remember like learning in school about him dying. Like, I really thought no. he was dead, like, a long time ago. Like, I... I, I maybe in 2013. Yeah, maybe. Like, am I that old that, like, 2013? I guess... But that's the year I graduated college. Like, I specifically remember, like, thinking he was, like, dead in, like, high school. No, definitely not. Which is crazy. So what we did was compile a list of common Mandela effect situations and events and uh, try to shed a little more light on the phenomenon and talk about it a little. The first one is one that I never really noticed. A lot of these I never noticed until, like, somebody brought it up in this in this article. Um, and it is Jif peanut butter. And people think it's actually Jiffy peanut butter. Yes. Instead of J. Yes. Um, people swear that there was a Jiffy, J-I-F-F-Y, peanut butter back in the day. But we speculate they're combining Jif with its competitor, Skippy. Or, like, Jiffy Lube. You know what I mean? Or, or being... <laughs> is that a point? You know, is that like a thing outside of New thing. England? I don't know. <laughs> no, Jiffy Lube is definitely a, a uh, U.S. thing. A but it's more likely that it's another peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I thought it was Jiffy. I didn't think... I, but I ne my mom, like, didn't buy that brand. Like, we... Like, she always bought, like, organic peanut butter. Ugh. The shit that has, like, a fucking... The oil uh, and bullshit. of oil at the top. You gotta mix it yeah. for half an hour before you can use it. Terrible. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I never... We didn't buy Jif. But I knew it was Jif. I never thought it was Jiffy. I thought it was Jiffy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, know. you might uh, also find this next one very interesting. You probably believe this one as well. Um, it is Looney Tunes, not Looney Tunes. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, Looney Tunes is spelled T-U-N-E-S. Yes. People think it's T-O-O-N-S. You and I have had this conversation on the podcast before also because really? we... We like we're talking. We did like an episode like about I don't know. It must have had like Looney Tunes cartoon in it. or something. Yeah. yeah, it was like a cartoon episode, and like you were like, "Did you know it's tunes? Like T O, like T U N D S, and yeah. not like O O." And we were both just like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> so it makes almost zero sense initially. But yes, the cartoon was spelled T U N E S. Um, the Looney Tunes cartoons were originally produced to promote Warner Brothers music catalog. Oh. And they were also under another name. Um, and let's see, another title that Bugs Bunny and Friends it's like uh, appeared under. something, right? Mary Melodies. Mary Melodies. There it is. Um, the original installments of the cartoon back in the day were very light on the plot and actually more focused on the music that they were trying to promote for Warner Brothers. So it makes sense if you know the history, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, if you, like, think about, like, the really, really, like, early Looney Tunes, like, it was very music heavy. Like, it was a lot of just, like, animation moving around, like, but all of the sounds, like, were emphasized by the music behind Yeah, so it was, like, an orchestra <laughs> just oh, doing yeah. everything. Yeah. The show Tiny Tunes 
that came out, you know, in the 90s, that is T-O-O-N-S based off right. of the, the same characters. So I guess there's some confusion there if you grew up in the 90s watching that cartoon. But if you never really noticed it, it is T-U-N-E-S. Yeah, I feel like that's so like, like I'll, the psychology like behind a lot of this is just is just like our brains are so like, like, uh unreliable like our memories are so unreliable so it makes sense that like it's a cartoon and like if you watch looney uh tiny tunes that like you would just fill in tunes with like the double o because like that makes well, sense yeah our brains like patterns and things that make sense in t-o-o-n makes more sense in t-u-n-e-s for the that brief period of time yeah whether we realize it or not but speaking of uh spelling mistakes lauren this one i hated when i first heard about this one this was like a few years back I was very upset because I did not believe it. And that is Berenstain Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. This literally fucked me up, Robbie. This really this bad. fucked me up so hard that I had to go get like my old Berenstain Bears. <laughs> you had to check it? Yeah. Like I, I literally had to like go look and it is Stain. It is Berenstain I, yeah. Bears. But the couple people I've asked are all say Berenstain Bears. I, I refuse to call it Berenstain because it just sounds wrong anyway, but yeah. Berens, I just call it Berenstain Bears. Um, the Berenstain Bears is a beloved children's literature franchise created by Stan and Jan Berenstain. Um, yeah, it, it, it was super popular for us growing up in the 90s. Oh, 100. I have so many of the books. I still have all. Like, I'm keeping them for, like, my future kids because they were that's, just, That's like... an interesting uh, net worth we should look up is they're dead now, but I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I think they're, like, kids and I think that, like, there their are son runs still, it now. Yeah, like in yeah. charge of it. Yeah, their son I think writes for it now and makes the books and, and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but there's um, some. This is like the big one that kind of set everything off with the Mandela effect. Yeah, and there are Aside a lot of crazy from, theories. Like, Man- Nelson Mandela. Mandela. Yeah, but even that one—that one's not interesting though. Who cares about that? We're talking about the Berenstein Bears <laughs> for um, real. One of the theories, to paraphrase some fairly serious quantum physics, the theory states that sometime between 1986 and 2011, our universe, in which the bears were named Berenstein Bears, merged with a near-identical parallel universe in which the family is called the Berenstain Bears, which altered our history and left many people perplexed by the change. Theorists argue that this mess could have even been created by an errant time traveler going back in time and changing it to fucking stain. time travelers <laughs> fuck you don't you know you're not yeah. supposed to change anything yeah it's probably why one... trump is our president now god damn it well not anymore yeah, but this, well, this, we'll see this is, that one really pissed me off <laughs> yeah it'll always be berenstein bears and i wonder like if some of it is like pronouncing like people just like hear like somebody somewhere like mispronounced it and like yes somebody heard them mispronounce it and they didn't like read the names they just said that that's what it is and so like that's what people have like carried through like who picks up a book that you already like have heard the name of and like reread the title to like make sure that that's correct you know what well I mean? also stain is not it's a not a very common, common last name yeah steen is it's steen or stein common. but like not yeah, stain exactly yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, that I one wonder, I kind of understand. And I wonder if like your the like region of where you live like has any impact on this because like like as New Englanders like we could have like a different pronunciation as like a Southerner like like you um, know what I mean. So in some articles I read, they said this confusion was actually kind of worldwide. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep. Um, there's a good video by the Angry Video Game Nerd where he does the Berenstain Bears. And it's like a whole like plot twist, like horror version. It's really funny. You That's hilarious. I love that. Uh, speaking of children's books, we're moving on to Curious George. Did yes. you know he never had a tail? 
You know, Robbie, I heard this one also, and I fucking had to go get my Curious George book. Because, <laughs> Why do you have a bunch of children's literature in your house? Well, I'm going through all of my, like, old kid shit, because every time I go home, my mom, like, gives me a box of junk that, like, I have Is that have a, a Curious kid. George omnibus? What the fuck? No, it's just, like, every collective story yeah, of Curious George. that's an omnibus. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah, and yeah. he absolutely does not have a tail at all. Yeah, he's supposed to be a chimp, right? No, he, they tails. call him a monkey. Like, so apes don't have tails. Yeah. But, like, most species of monkeys do. But he's called a monkey through, like, all of the stories. Yeah. So, like, it may... And, like, we see him, like, hanging from trees and shit. But it's, like, it must be, like, from his... Like, with his toes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they said. They're, like... People are always like, yeah, here's George hanging from trees by his tail. I was like, no, he's not. Never has. And, you know, when I, like, like, thinking about it, it makes sense that he has a tail. But, like, when you see, like, the photoshopped, like, side-by-side version, like, seeing him with yeah. a tail, like, it does, it, that's Doesn't not register. correct in my brain. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you're right. Like, that's not right. Uh, moving on to something not so children's literature. Uh, you know the TV show Sex in the City? I do know the TV show Sex in the Sex and the City. <laughs> Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, I didn't know this was a really confused thing that people thought. I always thought it was Sex and the City, not sex in the city i always thought it was sex in the city but i think really? that that's just like like so i have it's a hearing hear disorder right so like like hearing i think people just like smush it together so it sounds like yeah. sex in the city and like, there's and there's a couple like that that we're gonna go over too yeah i've never seen it have you watched it i maybe like an episode here and there it was never anything like that. yeah i like watched the movie but um did you know there is no t in the brand name sketchers Again, that one fucked me up too. I was like, no, it's <laughs> definitely Skechers it, like, with oh. a T. Like that one yeah. looks correct to me. The the real one doesn't. Yeah. Like, we were never poor enough to have to buy Skechers. So I guess I never really noticed it as a kid. They're literally the ugliest shoes. That in uh, Asics, like the fucking ugliest <laughs> shoes ever. <laughs> um, here's another spelling one. Um, Oscar Mayer Baloney. Apparently I... people think it's M-E-Y-E-R. But yep. It's actually M-A-Y-E-R. I thought it was E also. Really? I yeah. mean, I lived off Oscar Mayer Bologna as a kid, so I, I knew that one, but I was like, Oscar I mean, Mayer, it liter- literally the, the song, like, jingle spells the name. So, no, they like, don't. They spell Bologna. <laughs> no, no, it, the, like, older versions of it, like, spell out Oscar Mayer. Really? All I know is Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Well, like, sponsor the full, us. like, the literal, like, yeah, but actually, like, if Oscar Mayer wants to sponsor us, like, <laughs> send amazing. me free bologna, please. It's my guilty I pleasure love, food, like, of all I time. I love bologna. Um, here's another spelling issue. Fruit Loops. People think it's spelled F-R-U-I-T, but they can't trademark a word like fruit, so they did F-R-O-O-T loops. Yeah, I feel like I feel like my brain goes like either way on this one, like the because yeah. it all of the wait, which one is the right one? F-R-O-O-T. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I feel like because you always see like all of the O's as Fruit Loops yeah, like, as on fruit the box. Loops. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it was a trademark thing again. Like they couldn't trademark the word fruit. Well, you have fruit fruit of the loom, right? That's that's the name fruit. Um 
I think you I can trademark it if it's like Fruit Loops, but part like of, maybe Fruit Loop Fruit like F R U I T was too generic, like to copyright. Yeah, like who's or, saying Fruit of the Loom unless you're talking about under? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right. Moving on to another one, uh, Monopoly. People also swear that the Monopoly man, aka Rich Uncle Pennybags, had a monocle. He does not, and he probably and he never had. And uh, they think people get him confused with Mr. Peanut. Yeah, that and like, uh, like you just, uh, like we as a society, like associate like rich white guys that with like a lot of power, like to have <laughs> with monocles, monocles. <laughs> like, like with that's a eyewear. thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like my brain, uh, it does kind of the same thing uh, as I don't know what whatever we were just talking, the monkey uh, as Curious yeah. George. Like when I think about it, I I think the monocle like is correct but like if i see an image of it, it it's not correct see when i saw the image of the monocle one like the photoshopped one i thought that was like that looks legit like that could pass for me yeah i mean like, I either of them could pass but like my brain yeah. is like no that one's not right i monopoly is my favorite board game so like maybe it's just more ingrained Sadist. before moving on up. to our next what do we our next mandela what do we call yeah, our, it? Next <laughs> our, our next our effect our next mind fuck uh, we're going to take a quick ad break from our sponsors over at adamandeve.com. Are you like my lesbian podcast partner, Lauren, and stuck in a boring, sexless relationship? Wait, what? Luckily, there's a website for you. I'm boring? Adam and Eve is an online store where you get all the bedroom essentials to help spice up your relationship. Can we get back to this sexless thing? With an assortment of adult toys, lingerie, and sexy accessories, Adam and Eve has got you covered in the bedroom. Or in the kitchen. Or in the public library bathroom. Basically, anywhere you can have sex. The library? And even if you're not in a relationship, Adam and Eve has got your lonely ass covered as well. With an assortment of lubes, toys, and other pleasurable items, adamandeve.com will make you feel like you're not jerking off alone in your apartment ever again. So remember, if you're gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, pan-fried, or even deep-fried, Adam and Eve has got you covered in the bedroom. So head over to adamandeve.com and use our promo code brew for you and get 50% off almost any item in store. That's promo code brew for you, the number four, at checkout and get 50% off almost any item. And when you do, you also get 10 free gifts courtesy of adamandeve.com, including six spicy movies and a three-piece bonus kit. It's like a three-piece chicken bucket, but, you know, better. Now get out there and do some consensual You know, the kind where you stick your in their Then you get the Thousand Island dressing, you rub it all over your and you just jam it in their You know what I'm saying? Salad dressing? Adamandeve.com for all your needs. Cheers. And we are back from our quick little ad break. Moving on to one of my favorite candies of all time, and that is Kit Kat bars. Robbie, I didn't know that that was one of your favorite candies of all time. That's one it of is. my favorite candies of all time. Right the top. Oh my uh, God. Kit Kat, people think Kit Kat, the name, has a hyphen in between the name Kit and Cat. Incorrect. It does not. People swear it was a thing up until recently. And I actually found a, it was like an email conversation from one of the actual people who works at Nestle. And in the article, in the like the quote, it says, My colleagues tell me that there is a rumor going around that there used to be a hyphen on Kit Kat's wrappers, and it has mysteriously disappeared in recent years. I can categorically say that Kit Kat name was not hyphenated either on the U.S. or the U.K. wrappers, uh, and that the only time I have seen the name hyphenated is on one very rare wrapper from the Second World War, which I don't have a photograph. Um, he proceeds to put, like, you know, 
actual pictures of really old Kit Kat bar wrappers. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. There isn't enough room here for me to upload that many thousands of examples of Kit Kat bars that I have in the company archive. Uh, but here are a few uh, from down the years. Blah, blah, blah. There has never been a hyphen on the Kit Kat wrapper. And that's straight from the company. <laughs> straight from the mouth of the Kit Kat employees. Yep. Mr. Kit. I don't ever... I mean, honestly, like, who really cares about like looking at the wrapper of candy you just open it and eat it shove it in your mouth yeah especially a kit kat like and i as somebody who loves kit kats like i don't ever remember it looks right either way if you look at it like both like wrappers like that it looks right either way yeah i mean again like i don't really care because i just want to open it and eat the kit kat speaking of something you don't want to eat fruit of the loom lord fruit of the loom underwear did you know Fruit of the Loom logo never had a basket behind the fruit? It, Otherwise, the, there was a cornucopia. The cornucopia. That also yeah. fucked me up because I can very vividly, like, if you asked me to imagine the Fruit of the Loom logo, mm-hmm. I would put a cornucopia in it. I was a Fruit of the Loom guy. I still am. And I, I never really paid attention, but I always thought, yeah, that apparently yeah. the cornucopia or the basket was behind it. However, in the official trademark by Fruit of the Loom in, like, 1973, the basket or the cornucopia is actually listed in the trademark for things that are supposed to be in the logo it must have gotten taken out at some point interesting i think that i heard that same story as that it was like a failed trademark or like it was a pending trademark on on like with that cornucopia description like it wasn't like the actual trademark well it it has the 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 actual logo that they use now without the cornucopia but it was still listed as part of their logo that's why it's really weird yeah but why would they list it if it wasn't in their no, but what I'm saying submitted. is like the the one the one that like I like the story that I heard about it having it at that listing was like that was like a pending trademark that like never went through and like the real trademark doesn't have that cornucopia in it. Okay. Well, I mean, this doesn't make sense because in their trademark it doesn't have the cornucopia, but it lists right. it. So why would they have another trademark? Like it, it like it would be pointless to have to pay to get another trademark. No, but it was like before that it was like not like, it just never happened. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Don't it doesn't know. have the fucking cornucopia. It never did have the cornucopia, but, like, everyone fucking remembers it with the cornucopia. Hey, Lauren, do you know how to spell Flintstones? Also, okay. Flintstones. Listen, Meet listen, the Flintstones. Listen to me very carefully. I know that it's Flintstones, and yes. obviously it has a T, but when I see the two like Flintstones and Flintstones side by side, the two T's <laughs> in the name fucks my mind up. And I'm like, that's not right. It doesn't have two T's in it. What but clearly it has two T's in it. Flint makes sense because Flint is a rock that helps create yeah. fire and cavemen. Yeah. So it makes sense. I, I knew this one. I don't, I never really saw this as the other way around, but I guess, I guess it's a thing. Yeah. Like I never really thought about like the logo. Like I like the Flintstones. Like I watched them growing up, but like I never like paid close enough attention to like the opening credits where it like had the Flintstone like logo on it. But like looking at the correct logo like fucks my brain up because I'm like that second T doesn't look right to me. Or the well, like the first T in in it, like Flint having two stones. T's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I know that it's Flintstones because obviously, yeah. like bedrock, like every like they're fucking cavemen. Like they're cavemen. it's a stone. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, Lauren, do you know what color chartreuse is? All right, I actually have a fun story about this. So this was a trivia. Not that fun. I've heard it. <laughs> Did you hear? It? This was a trivia question at trivia, I know. and I was convinced. I am 100% sure that it is like a maroon, like a light maroon color. 
but that's not correct at all. It is not. It is not a red magenta color that people think it is. Chartreuse is actually, they call it an acidic green or almost a candy apple green. Yeah, it's like a bright pea color, like uh, vegetable yeah. pea color, not yeah. like urine. <laughs> um, there has never been a red chartreuse, but for whatever reason, hordes of people hold dear that their memories of this alternate magenta chartreuse color. Yeah, I'm convinced that this is, yeah, this one is the most convincing for me. Like, I, I'm I'm positive that it's like a magenta color. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. I don't believe you that it's green. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I refuse to believe that. Hey, you want to refuse this one? Uh, I mean, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the witch never actually says mirror, mirror on the wall. Like everybody quotes all the time. Right, right. She says magic. Ma- she says magic mirror on the wall. Magic mirror uh, on like the wall. Like the last time I watched Snow White was when I was like five. So yeah. I, like that, but all of the cultural references around it all say mirror, mirror, which is like the actual correct terminology because the the brothers grim tale which is like the og version is mirror mirror disney just changed it to magic mirror for snow white yeah but nobody's quoting the brothers the grim brothers fairy tales oh everyone they're, I, yeah they're quoting the the snow white the but like but they're quoting it wrong so they're quoting it wrong but right yeah yeah all right moving yeah. on to our last one here and probably the most famous probably the second most famous example of the mandela effect and that is comedy genie movie shazam starring the comedian sinbad yeah we talked about this in our last episode because i I think like i think we talked about it in beyond the bruise maybe right no we talked because you gave me sinbad as one of the the people (laughs) my name is sinbad this sinbad's house when you're in sinbad's house you my bitch his Kazam or Sh- his was Shazam, Shazam and like the real the one with Shaq is Kazam, right? It's Kazam. Um, okay. Yeah, the movie Shazam never actually existed. There is a movie called Kazam starring Shaq as a genie. There is a picture that exists of um, Sinbad dressed as a genie, kind of like a genie. Yeah. But it was for promotion. He was like hosting a movie night thing for a TV station. If that makes sense. Like they would play the movie and he would be in the back. You know, he would come in like during intermission. And yeah, he's like the host. Sinbad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that picture is floating around and they think that is why people think there is a movie. Interesting. Yeah. And, and like Sin- Sinbad himself like refutes this whole thing. He's like, yeah, I was, yeah. Never, he like, was never in a movie yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny. There's a college humor video on YouTube that he did that Sinbad did with college humor Kind of like a trailer of this Shazam movie. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it just ignited everybody's like suspicions again of this alternate universe Mandela effect. Yeah, there's like a whole like conspiracy theory that like this movie did exist, but like the one with Shaq was like coming out and in the one with um, uh, Sinbad was so bad that like they just tried to wipe it off like the face of the planet and like he yeah. had to sign like a non-disclosure <laughs> and like... Like, it was this whole thing, but honestly, why would you go through that much effort for from, like, one B-movie to another B-movie? Like <laughs> Honestly, I think the Sinbad version would have been better anyway. Oh, 100%. It definitely Shaq's not an actor. <laughs> no, I mean, Shaq, stick to basketball and gold bond. Like, come on. <laughs> hey, and Papa John's, he's like a Papa John's CEO. Is he? Yes. <laughs> I bet he did that because he gets so much free pizza, dude. Papa John's and then, um, I think Skechers as well. Or, or maybe he just has a shoe line with Skechers. Which is really cool because he does those. He does like cheap shoes for like, like, like inner city kids that can't. Good for him. Like super. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Shaq is awesome. 
Yeah, I like Shaq as yeah. a human is is a cool human. Yeah, he's a really good person. So Lauren, can you think of any other Mandela effects off the top of your head? Uh, yeah. So one of them that like I really had to like think about and went and like had to like go through all of my old Pokemon cards is Pikachu's <laughs> Pikachu. tail. Uh, so in the Mandela effect is that the tip of Pikachu's tail is black, just like the yeah. tip of his ears. But in reality, he does not have a black tipped tail. All yellow. And I went through every single Pikachu Pokemon card I had. I have my my trainer's like guidebook that I got from like the Scholastics uh, book fair like <laughs> forever ago. No black tip anywhere. But I can't. <laughs> no black tip anywhere. No black tip anywhere. <laughs> Found the ending. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but I did find a, a Pichu uh, Pokemon card, and Pichu's tail is black. So, like, yeah. I can understand how, like, maybe that, like, got switched, or, like, I'm sure that there's still, there's, like, some copyright issue that, like, some, like, secondhand, like, knockoff uh, Pokemon shit, like, put, like, a black tip at the end of his tail. And it's like, oh, look, it's not actually Pikachu. So, like, we don't have to deal with copyright, but, like, no, they'd still have to deal with copyright. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have any first edition Pikachus in there? Uh, I I used to. I don't think I do anymore. First edition Yellow Cheeks Pikachu, when it's graded, can go up to like 400 to $600. Oh my god. I definitely mm. used to have it, and I, I don't think I do anymore. Fuck Everybody me. Everybody wants that Pikachu. Before we go, we're going to rate our beers really quick, Lauren. Oh yeah. I drank Burnside Brown Ale from Foundation Brewing in Portland, Maine. It's good. I, I'm telling you, I've never had like a brown a, a brown bad ale. I've never had a bad brown ale. There it is. Uh, three two five. It's really good. Very enjoyable. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. Well, I drank uh Totemic Table Saison from Calusa Brewing in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, it got a lot better as I drank it than it did from the first few sips. I think it just mm-hmm. had to like settle because I like shook it up real good before I drank it. Shake you. Um, but I. Uh, Again, it. I'm sure it's much better fresh, but I'm gonna give it a a, a two point eight. I'm gonna give it just under three because, like, I, if it was fresher, it'd be better. But like, it's not still not like it's better than a two point seven five. So you should put it in our Untapped app, Lauren. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't have it on my phone. I haven't downloaded it. I <laughs> Find us that. the brew interviews. I uh, recently got a beer delivery from Trillium, so I had a beer called daily servings that you know about lauren i love trillium's daily servings are probably one of my favorite beers and they came out with a it was like a blood orange uh, blood orange something it comes in a black can it's the picture i posted today it's sexy as of recording this oh it's a black can robbie really likes black cans i do blood orange mango and pineapple daily serving sour it is fucking amazing it tastes do you remember uh izzy's yes it tastes like an orange Izzy, but alcoholic. Interesting. I never had the orange ones because I don't really like orange flavored oh, things. It's but... so good. It's so good. Oh, I need. Yeah. I, I want that. Why did, did you get me any? <laughs> I did not get you any. You fucking asshole. What the hell? You, what, you know what you should do? Else. You should write a review and stick it on our Patreon. Uh, and for all of our Patreon members, I am going to be editing a few episodes of Beyond the Brews that Robbie and I have done and posting them on there. And if you want to hear more content... 
uh, as listeners who don't donate to us, go donate to us. Ten bucks, you'll get some uh, some extra episodes. We'll send you some free stickers. I don't really remember what all the tiers have, but like, <laughs> go check it out. That's all. Good outro. Well, that just about wraps it up for the episode. You can find the Brew Interviews on our Instagram account at the Brew Interviews or on Twitter at Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under the Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, like Lauren said, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Brew Interviews and become part of the Brew Interviews family, just like these few people Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, Jess, and the Wreck My Podcast crew. Thank you for supporting the show. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. <laughs> I would also like to thank our sponsors, adamandeve.com, and be sure to use our promo code BREW4U. That's BREW, the number for you, and get 50% off almost any one item. And hey, guys, we have a Redbubble store with merch, t-shirts, and a bunch of other cool stuff. So go over to redbubble.com and search the Brew Interviews and buy some cool stuff, because that also helps us out. For the Brew Interviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good night. Good night. This has been The Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. No black tip anywhere.